Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. College football fans, it's time to sound off. What do you think about what you've witnessed the last 24 hours? It's time to hear from you. Be part of the show now at 904-448-0930. That's 904-448-0930. And now, your hosts of College Football Sunday Sound Off with Terry Norvell and Brett Beard on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. And a good Sunday morning to each and every one of you folk out there. Hope you enjoyed your Saturday. Full schedule of college football. No huge upsets. Some uh, close calls and some maneuvering as we are one more weekend in October. Then we'll steam into November. Terry Norvell here. Brent Beard will join me uh, in a little bit here on the program via via the telephone. Brent is traveling back from Tuscaloosa. He covered the Alabama Tennessee ball game yesterday, but we'll uh, we'll get it going until we hear from Brent. A lot on the table today. You're invited. 904-448-0930 is your invitation to join us here on the program. Zach producing, of course, Dylan Denmark in, um, uh, our intern uh, doing his normal. Um, what, what, what have you done? Have you done anything positive today? No. Productive? Chilling. No? Okay. Just sure. chilling. Sure. Sure. And then you're uh, – Gonna want me to sign off on this paperwork for you, right? Yeah, okay, all right, right, right. Here we go. Um, Saturday, college football, Seminole Nation, uh, Seminole Nation on the warpath right now. Really, uh, just a shocking development, uh, considering where Florida State. Uh, who did not have Florida State in their top five? I mean, literally, and that wasn't a reach. That wasn't some wacky guy in the Midwest going. I think Florida State's going to be in the in the mix for the national title or or, or the or the playoffs. Florida State was in everybody's top, top five. The, the Seminoles go down yesterday at home. They have yet to win a home game. Louisville wins in a crazy final quarter where I thought both coaching staffs were calling plays that the other team should run. Uh, Louisville, late in the ball game, fourth and one, they don't allow Lamar Jackson to handle the ball. It's a straight handoff on fourth and one, which how do you not let Lamar Jackson at least get stopped? I mean, he's Lamar Jackson – Terrible call. Florida State stops uh, Louisville late in the game on that fourth down. Conversely, Florida State in field goal position. They end up running a read option play that they never run. Certainly, they never run it with James Blackman. That's the play that Louisville should have ran. And the straight handoff is the play that Florida State should have run. Uh, Dylan, I don't know if you saw much of the FSU game. The Knowles now have not won a home game, and they will not win a home game at least until the month of November. Is that not shocking? Florida State's on the road Friday, so their next home game will be in November. The Florida State Seminoles will not, you know this for a fact, win a home game until November. Shocking. That's unheard of. Unheard of. And A preseason top five consensus team. And they only have their, their last two home games were November 4th against Syracuse and Delaware State. Syracuse played really well against Miami yesterday. Oh, my God. Could be Clemson. Syracuse getting better every week. (laughs) Syracuse getting better every week. Uh, And this is a little spinoff topic. We'll get into this, and and, uh, we'll welcome Brett Beard here uh, in a moment. But I'm not a Johnny-come-lately Dino Babers guy. 
I saw him for two years. Bowling Green, when he was head coach at Bowling Green, for whatever reason, they would always play that noon game. He had a couple years as a head coach. I would watch some of that noon game and go, damn, this guy knows offense. Dino Babers knows offense. It's a fun offense. They're, they, they're fast, uh, quick tempo, but they're never in a hurry. Anyway, we'll get to that game. A lot to, to talk about. Alabama, um, as predicted, they were not going to win by – I didn't think they'd win by 37. I told you yesterday, Alabama – I don't know about – Alabama went about 37. They won 38. What a strange game. What a microcosm of Tennessee's entire season as we do have Brent now. Is that right? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get Brent. Brent, how you doing, bud? I don't see the button here. I mean, okay. Hey, Brent, you there? I'm not showing anything, Zach, in terms of the, the light. Let's see if we can hold, hang tight, Brent. We're trying to get Brent Beard, who's traveling. Do you see a light there? I do not. Yeah. We'll get, uh, get Zach to rework with that. Um, Tennessee, though, the microcosm of the season, I thought, a couple plays. Number one, the kid, Golden, shooting the birds. Uh, kids are kids. Okay. Uh, that was a bad look, and I feel for him. A lot of frustration. I thought a microcosm of Tennessee's entire season, or Butch Jones's entire reign, was Jonathan Kongbo, the defensive end. In a point in the game in the first half, Tennessee should have been down 7 nothing at halftime. I mean, Tennessee played well defensively in the first half. Jonathan Kongbo, the defensive end, he has the clear hands-to-the-face penalty that wiped out a turnover. The touchback. Tennessee was, had, had him stopped, was going to get the ball. Clear hands-to-the-face. He probably took five to six steps with his hand under the face mask for God and everybody to see. Terrible play by the kid. Okay. Okay, he, he didn't come out of the game. Later... Same guy, the exact same infraction, right? He does it again on third down. Tennessee had him stop. Hands to the face in front of God and everybody. And uh, what I thought, Dylan, was the microcosm was both plays. I watched. Kongbo did not come out of the game. I thought that said a lot about where Tennessee's program's at and, and, and what's going on. How does he – the second one, the second time he goes hands to the face – You've got to take him out of the game, right? Nope. Next play is yeah. still in the – I mean, I thought that was a microcosm of where Tennessee's at. Let's go ahead and see if we can dial up Brent Beard. Brent, you there? Yeah, I am. Hey, buddy, sorry. We had a little technical difficulty. Dylan was I, screwing around with the phones again. You yeah, know? well, that happens with interns. I understand that. But but he, he's more pluses and minuses. But, yes, we are on the road uh, heading back from uh, to Tuscaloosa. Quite a game yesterday. And, and, and listen, that, that – that game was seven to nothing for quite a while yesterday afternoon. Yeah, Tennessee played well first half defensively. I mean, they were never going to move the ball. They were never going to move the ball offensively with where they're at and w- with their personnel. But man, I don't know if you heard my explanation a moment ago. I thought the whole Jonathan Kongbo, not one but two hands to the faces uh, of of the tackle for Alabama, and the fact that he never came off the field. I thought that just right. spoke volumes to that the whole Tennessee thing, that whole mess that's that's Tennessee ball football. Yeah, well, I, I think the, um, uh, the, the the whole game kind of summed up who they are. Well, we were talking in the press box and and, and also um, talking with the guys that I'm with, and this is easily one of the worst Tennessee teams that we've seen. And frankly, I, I mean, look, if you're in your first or second year and you're Butch Jones, I get that. But when you're in your fifth year, then at some, at some point you've got to draw the line. I'm not saying he's going to be fired today. Uh, or even tomorrow, but but but, but it's pretty obvious. I mean, I give uh, Garantano, the quarterback, a lot of credit. He took some wicked hits, really did, uh, to say the least. But uh, uh, and I mean, the, the the big picture here is the Tennessee waiting and see what's going on. 
Bama gets a week off, LSU gets a week off, and what has become now a, a huge game coming up the first weekend of November. Yeah, uh, Alabama back-to-back weeks weren't real sharp, weren't real sharp. And I, I guess that can be expected with, you know, a long 12-game season. Um, you know, a, the A&M game never really threatened, in my opinion, but they, they, that wasn't a game Alabama. I didn't think Alabama was real sharp, particularly offensively yesterday. Uh, and they really weren't. Uh, and a lot of that was because of Jake Jalen Hurts' struggles. He's struggling, uh, he's struggling throwing uh, the ball. Yes. Yeah, he did. Uh, and and the, the time off is going to be equally as good for him. But at the same time, when you're able to run for 272 yards, uh, that that's one of the great equalizers. Uh, and Tennessee gained 64. And a lot of those, a couple, maybe even three of those were on draw plays with Kelly. Uh, that that uh, certainly handed some of their stats, but but guys, and we can trace this out. This may be an interesting assignment for Dylan. But if you look at the uh, the, the top five in the nation right now, they are all strong running teams. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Sure. sure. From uh, it, they're able to run and stop the run. Uh, look, it's great to be able to sling the ball all, all over the field. But when you can do what Alabama does, Penn State does, what Notre Dame did last night, and they're certainly in the conversation at this point, what Georgia does with Chubb and Sony Michelle, yeah. uh, this is one of those years, and, and, and the old crusty guy like me is kind of glad to see this. If you if you run the ball, you can win, guys. Yeah, you're going to be in a lot of games. You're going to be in a, in a lot of games. Uh, staying with Alabama for a moment, Brent, before this segment ends, um, you can see the same flaws. Alabama's got their flaws aren't large. You know, they're they're not glaring. They, there's a couple flaws now. You got to be you got to have the personnel to take advantage of it. See Clemson. Clemson the last couple of years has. Uh, maybe there's a team or two or three out there that could if they matched up with Alabama. But the the, the flaw is. If Alabama gets matched up with a team that has a defensive line that can quasi neutralize, right, right. quasi even get a push um, and neutralize Alabama's offensive line, uh, you you want Jalen Hurts throwing the football. I mean, he he he's just not accurate. He's just uh you know he'll throw one on a dime and he'll throw three that the receiver will make a great catch. It'll go down for a 20, 30, 40 yard gain and pad his stats. But if you really watch him. I mean, there there was frustration yesterday, and that he just doesn't have great command of his fastball, really. Yeah, well, I mean, and he even he's. I lost Brent there. He's like he hit a bad area. Yeah, I think we might have Brent. You there? Yeah, we heard him. Uh, we heard him catching a bad area. I tell you what, we'll take a break. See if we can get Brent in a better area. He's traveling back from Tuscaloosa. We want to hear a lot of his thoughts on the Alabama situation, where uh, you know another ho hum win for Bama, and then of course want to get his thoughts on Florida State. We'll spend a lot of time talking about Florida State, what has gone wrong, and uh, where do the Knowles go now? The season is just about gone. Uh, some some things to play out. And we'll see how that goes. Can they get in a bowl game? Will they reschedule the hurricane game? You're starting to hear that. Florida State's talking to the NCAA about maybe trying to schedule up a game late in the year to get to the requisite number of wins. A lot to get on the table. Some teams spit out the hook or hanging around, namely Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Some teams were eliminated from the uh, postseason or the uh, national championship race last night. That and a whole lot more. One down, a long way to go. It is College Football Sunday Sound Off right here on the TN Sports Network. College Football Sunday Sound Off continues. Be part of the show by calling 448-0930. That's 448-0930. Now back to Terry and Brent on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com.
We'll get uh, Brent Beard back on the show. He's traveling back, and he says he's in rural Alabama with bad cell. Isn't that just about most of Alabama, right? I was under the impression that was at least 90% 90 of Alabama. 90% of Alabama is rural with bad cell. We'll get Brent Beard. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. I want to hear his thoughts. He was in uh, Tuscaloosa yesterday following Alabama and... Tennessee. We t- touched on that. Certainly FSU is one of the big stories, and we can open things up for you today on the program, 904-448-0930. It is College Football Sunday sound off. Uh, Florida State yesterday probably didn't play well enough to win. They were going to pull one out. It looked like bad call. Why are you running a read option with Blackman, and he fumbles trying to pull the ball out. Of, I guess it was Acres. Acres at, at the mesh point. Florida State, lucky to be in the game. A, a questionable roughing the passer penalty on fourth down and then a fumble in the end zone that you uh, you thought the Louisville guy was going to get it, and, and uh, I think it was Nooney, uh, uh Murray fell on it for a touchdown, kind of a crazy touchdown there. But Florida State, boy, the uh, Knoll Nation is up in arms. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, if you haven't heard, had a little altercation with a fan going off the field yesterday. A, a Seminole fan was making comments about – wanting new coaches, and Jimbo, you know, let his temper get the best of him. Uh, strange goings on right now in Tallahassee. The Seminoles are 2-4, and four. and yesterday, Dylan, we talked about it. Win, lose, or draw yesterday, it's a weird week. They've got a short week where they play. Florida State plays Friday night, this coming Friday night, at Boston College, and Florida State's the traveling team, meaning there's, there's one less day anyway because you're going Saturday to Friday instead of Saturday to Saturday, and that counts. I mean, it's one less day of prep time, and you're the travel team. Thursday, you got to get on a bird, right? you got to get on a bird right. Thursday. So it's a weird week. Boston College all of a sudden is beating people with a physical brand of football. Boston College beat um, – they've had two nice wins. They beat Virginia yesterday. Virginia was 5-1. and one. And then the week before, BC beat Louisville. Mm-hmm. And you know Adazio is going to want to pound the football – and run the football and impose a physical style. That's all he knows. I wonder what the matchup is. If you're Florida State, do you want to be playing a team that's going to sledgehammer you? They may not win, but they're going to want to play sledgehammer football. And I just see no want to with Florida State right now. Yeah, they, uh, the emotion that they've had going into this season, having the national, t- national title hopes is you, 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 it's unhur- you, you can't out of see them. it. Yeah, it's completely out of them. And like you said, you probably have to. Your last practice day would be. You might get a little walkthrough Thursday morning before you go to the before airport. you go to Boston College, and before you have to fly out Thursday afternoon. This you're that's in a, a tough bad prescription, man. That's a bad prescription right now. I just don't know. And we've been saying it all year. I know I have. You know, it looks like the want to. Uh, you say the dog in you. You know, the want to just almost with that tackle, with that tackle in the Alabama game where Francois went out, but. I don't know what you do if you're Jimbo, 
All right, you got a bunch of guys, and I'm not faulting these guys at all. You got a bunch of guys who are going to play in the NFL. Particularly, there's defensive players. They're going to the NFL. They've lost the – they don't see the carrot at the end of the stick now, right? Right. Okay, you know, NFL drafts in April. I've got a lot of uh, – I've got a lot of stuff on film. I'm fine. That's human nature. I think that's human nature to a degree. I'm not faulting these kids. They, they've mailed it in. Florida State's mailed it in. Uh, then you flip over to the offensive side with the offensive line – that they're having so many problems. I don't know what else you do on the offensive line. They've got injuries as well. There's nobody else to plug in there. It's not like, okay, well, you know what? Season's over. Let's put a couple five-star uh, guys that are freshmen. Th- that's who you got. I mean, they had Josh Ball. They moved Derek Kelly inside. Um, Eberle's your center. Minshew and, and – and, uh, I mean, those are the core of your offensive line. There, there are no other guys. The other guys are in boots and knee braces, and there, you know, there, there is no magic. For, let's put four other guys and see what they can do. There, there. That's what they've got the rest of this year. Yeah, Blackman's uh, taking a big. We don't, we don't know his injury. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's too early. But man, that was a nasty final play of the game hit he took. I mean, it looked like he was planted. That was Del Rio esque. I mean, he looked like he had no mo- movement in the shoulder arm area on the. You know, Seminole fans saw, you know, they turned it off by then. But the final pass, he got planted. Uh, you know, and it's way too early to get a uh, uh, injury report. But, man, it has gotten away and gotten away quick. You know, the Florida State-Jimbo marriage is now on its third, you know, um, third phase. Jimbo took the job from ba- Bowden. When Bowden finally retired, Bowden hung around five years too long. And when Jimbo got it, it was a mess. FSU was losing four and five games a year for five or six years. I mean, uh, Florida State was not Florida State when Jimbo took over. That being said, Seminole Nation, that was a tough first two years. A lot of Seminoles were saying, he's not the guy, Jimbo. He's not the guy. Well, he took over a mess. There was not much talent in Tallahassee. So they've had three phases of their marriage now, Seminole Nation and Jimbo Fisher. Phase one was the first couple of years. A lot of Seminole fans wanted him run out. They said, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. I don't know if you remember that, Dylan, but he was not the guy, according to a lot. Then he got some players in, namely – uh, Jameis Winston, he got some players in the next five or six years. I mean, Florida State had that run. I mean, they were as good as anybody in the nation. They won a national title, and they were playing in the Final Four trying to defend their title. That's phase two, right, of the marriage. And now we've gotten clearly into phase three. It's come back. Now you're starting to hear, and I don't know where this falls, but a lot of Seminole Nation is saying, was he really that good of a coach, or did he find a magical player Jameis Winston, and that counts. You got to go find him. Did he find a magical player? And I throw two guys. I think Dalvin Cook was good for three or four wins in the Jimbo, uh, in the Dalvin Cook three years. I think Dalvin Cook added three or four wins that Florida State wouldn't have had. I think Dalvin Cook was one of those special players. So that that side of the argument, you can see some validity. Is Jimbo this great coach that almost won back to back titles? Or did he find a couple very, very special players? Yeah, you're basically saying he out recruited his. Okay, coaching. A little bit. Uh, like you say about Dalvin Cook, he, he won. You you say it all the time. He was the eraser. He won Absolutely. so many games single handedly. Yeah. Uh, that that Michigan game last year in the bowl game. The those Both Miami, Miami couple games, Miami games. The the Florida games. Yeah. Florida. I mean, Florida handled him the first yeah. three quarters last season, but the fourth quarter comes in. Yeah, he he won that Gator game last year in Tallahassee. Yeah. He won that game. He literally did. So, boy, it. Uh, you know, I'm a broken record here. It changes quick. It really changes quick. I mean, Florida State right now, I, 
man, I thought they would squeak a game out yesterday. I thought Florida State's defense would make one more play maybe than Louisville, and they would squeak it out and look like they were going to. Mm-hmm. They, they don't. They're 2-4. and four. There's talk now that FSU has already talked to the NCAA about trying to maybe quickly reschedule the Hurricane game. And you know what that is. That's trying to get to six wins. Yeah. Um, that's trying to get to six wins, but it, 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 it's, it's shocking. It's shocking. We'll try and get Brent Beard on. I'm trying to think of any other program that was legitimately not just overranked, okay, but I mean legitimately preseason ranked so high that it's tanked it so bad. And there was one Alabama team. Brent, Brent will come on, and uh, Freddie Millens and those guys. There was an Alabama team. I think it was Mike DeBose coach team that finished a year big. They had some talent, and they're ranking in the preseason top five. And Brent, Brent will know for sure. They rattled off a three and eight season. They rattled off a three and eight. But it, it's hard to find a lot of teams that I mean, legitimately ranked in the top five preseason. FSU wasn't somebody just trying to make a name for themselves. Wasn't some publication just trying to make a name for themselves. Wasn't some internet. You know, site trying to make a name. I think Florida State's going to be the third-ranked team in the nation. No, FSU was a thousand percent lock in just about every preseason top five, not top ten, top five. Whew, man, Florida State, where has it gone? Miami, I can't figure the games out. Are they good? They'll not. Your thoughts? I mean, I, I watched Miami. They play the exact same game two weeks in a row. Syracuse played their tail off. God, that quarterback for Syracuse is scrappy. I mean, he's a scrapper. He's never going to play in the NFL. He's a scrappy, tough guy. Miami, I want to say they've got to be good. But then I watch their games. Are they good? Is everything going their way? I don't know what to make of Miami. Yeah. They are undefeated. They are, what, what are they, 6-0? 7-6-0? You're not as good as your record. But I feel like they're one of those teams where you play to your opponent. Not, That's risky. Not knowing, yeah, it's you can because, do that once or twice a year. It's risky to do that most of the season. Yeah, and they have a very favorable schedule. Real nice schedule. They already got past Florida State. They don't have Clemson. They don't have NC State. They already got past Georgia Tech. And they will only play Clemson if they get to the title game. So Yeah, real favorable schedule. And now that's good and bad. I think in this trying to jockey and trying to elbow your way in, mm-hmm. you might want one more regular season big win that you yeah. could get, and I don't see it, right? Uh, no. NC State? Do they play NC State, right? No. I don't, yeah. I don't believe so. NC State won't – I don't think NC State will be that high, you know, but Miami – I don't know what to make of Miami. You know who else has got the schedule is Wisconsin. Miami and Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin, this whole Big Ten thing now is getting fun. This is their – this is the – the next two or three weeks is the Big Ten's time to shine. You know, last night, next week, Penn State, Ohio State. Wisconsin's not in the middle of it. I mean, Wisconsin, they don't play Penn State. They don't play Ohio State. They've got Michigan. Right? Michigan will have probably three losses by the time that, they play them. Yeah, and, and it's not Wisconsin's fault, but this is one of those years because they don't – Ohio State's got Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Penn State had Michigan last night. They're at Ohio State, and then they're at Michigan State. Wisconsin and Miami have got these two schedules. You're like, it's good and bad for them. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's a lighter schedule, you think. But it's also bad because to elbow your way in, you need to beat people. Yeah, I, I still think that Wisconsin has the advantage since they are in the Big Ten. They have more quality mm-hmm. teams in their conference, and they're not just like the ACC or the SEC relying on two great teams. And the teams. Big Ten, say, the Big Ten certainly compared to the ACC, 
will always have a bigger hammer. Right. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, and that depends on different seasons. But, man, the court of public opinion, when they start arguing, you know, ACC and Big Ten, the Big Ten is going to win that in a lot of times in the court of public opinion yes. anyway. But, man, we'll look at all these uh, um, different schedules and who uh, who's still alive, who got eliminated last night, a couple teams I want to talk about, and a conference or two. One I think is done. I just think one major Power Five is done, and I think one is hanging on. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. The SEC East, what a bludgeoning yesterday. And really, the East thought they made some ground at the end of last season. So far this year, the East has just continued to be the stepchild of the SEC West. That and a whole lot more. You're invited to join us here on College Football Sunday Sound Off as we break your invitation, 904-448-093. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zero. That is the call number for College Football Sunday Sound Off. Now, more College Football Sunday Sound Off with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. Your thoughts, your opinions at 448-0930. That's 448-0930. Right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. What did you see yesterday from the world of college football that uh, really interests you? We'd be glad to hear from you today on the program, 904 904- Four four eight zero nine three zero. The call-in number. Don't forget, all of our social media is on our webpage, collegesportstoday.net. And you can always listen live. You can uh, listen live on that website. You can also follow iHeartRadio. We have our web, uh, or excuse me, our podcast of every show. They pop up about 20, 30 minutes after each show if you've missed anything. So uh, there you have it. All the uh, social info about our program is on collegesportstoday.net. Dylan Denmark's here. I'm Terry Norvell. Zach producing, of course, and Brent Beard has checked in once. We hope to hear from Brent uh, again as he's on the road coming back from Tuscaloosa where he was taking in Alabama and Tennessee. Dylan, a couple things we were talking about I wanted to get to. Um, Another nice win for Notre Dame last night. Uh, That helps Georgia. You know, it's a nice little insurance policy in Georgia's pocket as – a lot of people are starting to whisper Notre Dame. You know, they got tough schedules left, but Notre Dame, if they went out, they got to get in the mix. They've got one loss. To me, that's an insurance policy. Notre Dame can't get ahead of Georgia, I don't think. If if Georgia has a quality loss, right? A quality loss. How does, you know, be that against Alabama in Atlanta? How would you justify Notre Dame ahead of Georgia? Georgia beat them. Right, so Georgia's in a good spot with that Notre Dame argument, provided Georgia holds serve. Eight undefeated teams, right? We still have eight. So trying to see if the committee can stumble into not having an egg on their face like they have the last two years. They've gotten lucky the last couple of years, right? You've got eight undefeated teams, including three in the state of Florida. Central Florida won yesterday, South Florida won yesterday, and Miami won. Those are the three undefeated uh, state of Florida teams. But you've got eight total. Well, right off the bat, the most you could have was five, right? I mean, Alabama and Georgia would have to play. So you can only have one. There's one, okay? Seven. Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, 
Well, number one, Penn State and Ohio State have to play. Take one out. Right? So we went from eight to seven to six. Right? So there's a couple. Um, UCF, USF play. So there are three guarantees. So we could not have more than five undefeated. Am I doing this right? Right. Right? You only have five undefeated. If that happened like that, you got four spots. Four spots for five. And now, would one of those would would, would the USF UCF team even be in the in, in the argument? Maybe not. Right? So then it would be clear four four, I think. I just don't think USF UCF has the resume to be one, even if they're undefeated. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I agree. You, you, we we you know we continue to talk about the undefeated teams and what the playoff committee would do. The first was it the first Sunday December when they make the playoff selection. There are eight undefeated teams right now. Last season at this time there were eleven undefeated teams. In 2015 at this time there oh, was that. fourteen undefeated teams. None of those teams ended the season undefeated. How about that? My point being, yeah. they're go- their teams will go are going to slip up. Yeah. I mean, they will, like you said, Central Florida, South Florida, Bama, Georgia, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin. If they do play, of course they will lose. Barring they will play each other, but it's it's it is very very hard to go thirteen straight really weeks is. undefeated. Really is. I mean, think about the stat I've thrown out: the great run that Nick Saban is in, and he's won. Four at Alabama, five total? Is that what it is? He's got one at LSU. One at LSU. Four at Alabama and one at LSU. Nick Saban's run at Alabama, he's only got one of his four. He only has one of his four national titles was an undefeated year. Of the great Nick Saban, so it is hard to to go back to your point. I'm ready. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'm ready right now, almost like the political guy, ready to call a race. I'm ready right now as we sit to eliminate the Pac-12. I, I'm sorry, Washington. Washington is sitting at 12, 6-1. and one. Uh, Washington State, if they run the table, Washington could get them in the regular season finale. That will have little wow factor, if you ask me. It's just what Washington State is. USC has now gotten bombed last night. I don't see – I'm calling the Pac-12 out. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. I, I'm right now uh, – Terry Norvell is calling the race in the Pac-12 over. They will not have a spot in the in the uh, Final Four. And the Pac-12 really needed USC to be really well. Absolutely. Because they're the only team really on the East Coast that we attract our eyes to. Sure. Absolutely. That Notre Dame game last night really put a yeah. pamper yeah. on yeah. it. Pac- Pac-12's done, in my humble opinion. The Pac-12 is done. Sorry, Washington. I know you were in it last year. There's just, you hear me say panache and pelts on the wall. There's just not enough sexiness out there. They're done. The Pac-12 last night, Notre Dame drilling USC finished it. Not that USC was going to be the team, but I think that could have helped. USC, if they could have just stayed the course and been a one-loss team when they knocked heads with um, when they knocked heads with uh, Washington, that could have been sexy enough. They're kind of the two. Obviously, USC's the, the tra- traditional big boy, but I'm calling right now the Pac-12 is finished. The Pac-12 is done, and what does that do? Uh, your theory, if a lot of one-loss teams, if it plays out like it normally does, there's going to be a lot of losses still, a lot of losses. And then the one-losses get back in the mix. Clemson, the defending national champion, you know, they get back in the mix. But right now, um, eight teams undefeated still. There could only be five as we just ran through it. There could only be five because everybody plays everybody. Um, God, I love this time of year. 
I love this time of year. Phil joins us. I want to talk a little Georgia football. Hey, buddy, how are you? Terry, I'm fine, but I got a question for you. Okay. If, if Georgia, just saying uh, in our five games that we have left, right. I would say I'm more concerned really about Florida and Auburn of the, of the five. Yeah. Kentucky and South Carolina come to Athens. Sure. Uh, that's a tough game, but I think Kentucky might have had their steam knocked out of Really them. did. And, of course, we go to Atlanta, and that's like a home game if you want to call it that. But, uh, but my question for you is, uh, the Gator Bowl game this year ought to be sitting kind of pretty. Uh, don't they usually uh, get an, either an ACC school or an SEC yeah. school, or Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, that is right. They should, uh, right now, they should be pretty sitting pretty nice. Yeah, and I and what I'm wondering is, just saying Georgia happens to slip up and we don't make it to the national championship game or whatever. If we go ten and two. You think Georgia could come here to the Gator Bowl? Yeah, I would think so. I would think I would think that would. Be very attractive. I think Gator yeah. Bowl would take that right now. Ten, yeah. and, ten and two, well, Georgia. I mean, with, against Notre Dame. I mean, I mean a re, replay, but I mean, I, I think that'd be a pretty good game again. You, don't you think? I, uh, I don't know if I don't know if that'd be. A, I, I don't know. I, mm. Wouldn't Georgia play in the Sugar Bowl since they would be the possibly the two well, seat or well, the yeah, second best team in the CC. I'm, I'm just throwing. Games well, he said ten and two, thinking, so yeah. you know, two you could. Gator Bowl and I just. Yeah, they ought to be able to come up with some good games. Uh, Florida, uh, this game Saturday, depending on the weather now, I mean, if, if it stays good, uh, we might have a good game. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to think from the Gators because they're all beat up. Yeah, and then then, you, then there's been two weeks. I like your point, though. You're, you're, I like your, uh, your, your talking point about – Georgia fan should should Georgia fan be wor- more worried about Florida this Saturday or Auburn? I would lean. Terry, Aub- I would I lean Auburn. I, Auburn's got more players than Florida. I think more ready to go players. I I would be more concerned with Auburn than Florida if I was Georgia our, fan. Our past games with Auburn, the visiting team has a better record. Yeah. I, Georgia has a better record at Auburn than Auburn has. I mean, uh, they have a better record than Athens. And I'm I'm worried about the Gators. In the old days when Dooley was here, I always knew we were going to win. Sure. But I, I don't know what the, this is uh, Kirby's second year. We're on the road of building a program up there. You Gators can think we don't, but we are. Uh, we're nailing recruiting this year. And 2019, uh, he hasn't really gotten all the commitments yet. But we're loading up on the 19 class. That was a nice win last night for Georgia, and they didn't even play. Notre Dame, yeah. that was a Gary, nice win. I appreciate win. it, and I'll talk to you maybe next Saturday. You got it. You, be- you better call uh, next Saturday. That's Phil checking in, talking some Georgia football. That's a nice win. And you get what I'm saying? That was a nice win for Georgia last night, and they didn't even play. Notre Dame has gotten better every week. And, you know, he mentioned the Gator Bowl. They would do triple back Lindy flips to get a two or three loss Georgia team this year. Georgia's been one of the four or five national stories. I mean, Georgia, it, it, barring the season getting off the rails, which nobody sees happening, Georgia, right? Georgia's one of five or six national, national stories, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've got national attention. Shoot, Georgia wouldn't like coming here because their goals wouldn't be met. But oh my God, the Gator Bowl would take them in a. 
in a New York second. Yeah. I still think they would, year. they would end up in the Sugar Bowl with. Well, he said two losses. The reason yeah. I didn't go there, he said two losses. I was thinking that that might mean they didn't win. You know, two losses. And if one of them was to Florida, two losses could eliminate them. Yeah. You know, that could have been. Florida. He could have had Georgia losing to Florida and Auburn and getting edged out to even yeah. go to Atlanta was what I, where I was going. But yeah, uh-huh. they would go. They would, in the normal situation, would go to Sugar, right? Mm, right. Because you'd Sugar. be the second best team second in the SEC. Yeah, and you'd think the Sugar would grab them yeah. in a heartbeat as well. Because Georgia's been a national story. Yeah. I mean, it's a national story. There's a lot of a lot of Georgian love out there. And as well there should be. But that was a nice win for Georgia. Georgia, the Notre Dame situation is playing out perfect for Georgia. Notre Dame has gotten better every week. You've watched that they've matured and they've gotten better and their quarterback's gotten better. And that was a whooping on national TV coast to coast. And the fact that Notre Dame has one loss. That was brought up a lot last night. And who did they lose to? Georgia. 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 Yeah. With them winning last night, too, the way they did, they will be favored in every game the rest of the season. They play. They still play NC State, Miami, Stanford, a lot of travel. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're all winnable games. Georgia just needs Notre Dame just not to slip up yeah. so they can have that insurance, like you said, in the right in their back pocket. Yeah, Notre Dame doesn't have any just imposing opponent left on their schedule regular season. You know, they're they're not staring at an Al- a trip to Alabama or or you know Penn State. Uh, but Notre Dame's got you got to show up every week and win. They've got solid games the rest of the year basically, and if they run that table, they're sitting there. If Notre Dame ran the table, it'd be hard to keep anybody out. Any other one-loss team ahead of them except Georgia. I mean, Georgia's got the win in South Bend. Can't take that away. Can't take that away. I love this time of year. A lot of stuff we haven't even gotten to. We'll get into um, some of the other contenders. Is Miami truly a contender? Wisconsin, Texas Christian, Michigan State. I just don't buy into Michigan State. They're sitting there with one loss, and they play all those guys in the Big Ten. The Big Ten's got their uh, – yesterday – Next week, the next two or three weeks, the Big Ten's got the stage, right? The Big Ten's got it, it's the Big Ten's couple of weeks to show off. We'll get into all that and more. We're slowly wrapping up hour number one. We take it until high noon. It is college football Sunday sound off. I'm Terry Norvell. Your invitation as we break to join us on air, 904-448-0930. College football Sunday sound off continues. Be part of the show by calling 448-0930. That's 448-0930. Now back to Terry and Brent on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. I didn't think it would be too long before Seminole Nation would check in. We'll get to Donald real quick. He's been very patient. I want to hear all of his thoughts here on College Football Sunday. Sound off the call-in number 904-448-0930. That is our invitation to you to talk some college ball. We were talking during the break before we go to Donald. This is the fun time of year. I would love to have me a little bit of truth serum and pour it in the morning coffee of the commissioners of these conferences because they can't say what they think. But you've got commissioners going. They're just scratching their head, such as the commissioner of the ACC. Is that John Swafford still? 
Uh, I think it's Wofford. Uh, But the ACC commissioner, if you gave him some truth serum, is sitting here going, okay, our one chance really to get in the playoff is Clemson to run the table, right? So if you poured truth serum, he can't say it out loud, he's sitting there going, okay, North Carolina State, don't do anything stupid. I don't think one loss NC State can get far enough. They're just not perceived in the conditions. They haven't been there enough. Clemson with one loss, being the defending champions. I know the commissioner would go, come on, NC State. Don't Now, same thing with Greg Sankey. Can't say it aloud, but if you poured truth serum into Greg Sankey's coffee right now, he's looking at Georgia and Alabama, and Greg Sankey's going, I think I'm safe with Alabama. But, you know, hey, hey Florida, listen, don't do anything stupid in Jacksonville. And he's looking at Georgia's schedule a little further, and he's, he, he would say, if he had truth serum, Hey, Auburn, it really wouldn't do a whole lot for you. Don't do anything stupid if Georgia comes in there undefeated, right? I'd love to have truth serum for these commissioners. I can't say it out loud, but Greg Sankey particularly is sitting here going, okay, you know what? Georgia, run the table. Get to Atlanta. Alabama, run the table. That's pretty good insurance that they're going to get maybe two in this playoff. Talk to Donald, some uh, Seminole talk here, Donald. Donald, what do you think, man? It was hard yesterday. (laughs) Uh, you weren't that. I, hey, you weren't yeah. that fan, were you? You weren't that guy screaming at Jimbo yesterday, were you? Uh, maybe just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> you know, Jimbo can't do that with the fan. Man. No, just a bad. You got you, away from him a little bit. He's the highest paid state employee. He's one of the highest paid coaches in college football. Florida State's an elite program with all that talent, and he's allowed that coaching staff to stay there for four years, and this is what's producing. You got to expect backlash. You just got to walk by it. Yeah. Talk to the guys in the. You know, just don't do it. <laughs> for people that don't, Don, Donald, real quick, for people tuning in that don't know, Jimbo walking off the field yesterday after the loss, a fan, and I'm paraphrasing, a fan, a Seminole fan, was near the railing where you go into the tunnel there, and Doke Camblin was screaming, hey, uh, new coaches, basically, we need new coaches. And Jimbo got into a little verbal with him said you know a curse word or two and just wasn't good that happens I don't blame Jimbo that much but you got to be the bigger man in Donald as you described you got to be the bigger man in your position but it's been a frustrating mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not telling you anything what a frustrating year for the Knowles oh yeah just, watching them defend the zone read yesterday you would have thought Kelly said don't even worry about Lamar Jackson just take away Bonifon. He's the guy to worry about. And, and then, damn, damned if Louisville didn't at the end try and gift wrap that game to Florida State. They oh, tried to hand it to I him know. with the you know a you little know, bit of a questionable. Um, and it was a Tallahassee kid, by the way, the linebacker Hearns yeah. with the, with the roughing the passer and then the fumble in the end zone looked like for all the world that Louisville was going to pounce on it. Florida State did. And then I thought both coaching staffs ran the wrong play. I thought both coaching staffs ran oh. the play that the other team, the zone read, should have been. Louisville's play on fourth and one where they went straight ISO with a running back, and then it should have been straight ISO with a running back for Florida State's play. I, I raised my eyebrow when I saw Louisville do that because I thought this is Lamar Jackson time. Absolutely. He's going to take off with it. And then when Florida State got that golden opportunity, I'm thinking in my head, give the ball to Cam Akers, get it to the center of the field, sure. drain the clock. You might as well just go ahead and drain the clock now and get the field goal. Sure. Which, uh, And by the way, on fourth and three down at the 27, Jimbo doesn't go for it. That's Jimbo. Yeah. That is Jimbo. He In that in the presser, he said he didn't even think about it, and I believe him when he said that. That's ridiculous. And, you know, the, the fumble, the, the Blackman fumble, that was a – 
I, I watched the game, watched just about every snap. Mm-hmm. That was the only read option they ran, right? Black, Blackman's not a read option not. guy. Yeah, so he, no. he he rides the belly of, was it Akers? I guess he rides Akers, and they, yeah. have, a, they have a mesh point issue. But yep. why are you calling that play at that time? You're already in field goal range. You're, it was just a perplexing. Jimbo doesn't even really run. They don't even no. really practice it. So no. why run it? Give it to one of your best offensive players, probably your best offensive player in Cam Akers, and see what he can do. Maybe he pops one. He was close to popping one that game, and he, the turf monster got him. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. But you, you get the feeling, I think, that, that I do, and most, most knowledgeable people, I think, uh, the, the staff in Tallahassee's gotten stale. It's and and there, there needs to be probably two, two to four. I think you'll see, and I think you will see, two to four um, staff shakeups. As you've heard me, Donald, for the last several weeks, you're going to see um, air quotes here. You're going to see a couple of coaches retire. Yeah, you know, and then and, and then he'll have to pull the trigger. I think I think we're you know I think Trickett will be gone. Um, Charles 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 Kelly will be gone, and I I could see one or two. It, it's just gotten stale. That happens at the work the standard workplace. Well, it, that happens on coaching staff. It's stale down there right now. It's the oldest coaching staff in the country. How can you tell me you're going to continue to bring in top three to five recruiting classes every year when you have that? You're not. It's going to start to crumble and fall apart. It, it, it's frustrating, man. I'm just going to take it off the air. Thank you, buddy. Donald checking in. You knew it was going to be a tough day for Seminole Nation. Two and four. Um, some tough games left. You know, I even mix in, you know, Florida because it's in Gainesville. Um, Florida, what Florida does, FSU doesn't defend well. Florida does get after the quarterback. Florida does have a, a rotation of defensive linemen. That has caused problems when Florida State has faced any teams that have any any stout defensive lines. I think the Knowles, because of what happened Saturday, yesterday, adding to this, I'm not sure they have a lot of want to anymore. I think this Friday night game, out of nowhere, is a tough game. I mean, BC is a physical football team. Steve Adazio wants to shove it down your throat. And if you're a football team in Florida State that has – the the inner drive has been taken out. I think you'd rather chase chase spread option teams more in the scenario Florida State finds them in than sledgehammer teams. And BC's a sledgehammer team. That's all they want to do is bust you in the mouth. And I don't know if that sets up well Friday night in a short week coming off another just heartbreaking loss for the Knowles. Yeah. Having a, a physical team beat you down is one of the last things Florida State needs, like you said, with injuries. And not only that, getting beat up for the following week, for for weeks to come. Because the week after that, they play Syracuse. And Syracuse yeah, is getting, no... Getting better. Yeah, Syracuse is no joke to, to walk over. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Boston College is 40th in the NCAA in uh, rushing. I don't know what their yards per rush. And you know that's what Adazio wants about, to do. And, it, and they're kind of a new team, right? They yeah. they've had a rebirth. They got the win over Louisville two weeks ago, and they and they they routed Virginia, who came in five and one yesterday. Yeah. B- Boston College has just about two hundred yards rushing. Yeah, and that, per that's game. how they want to win. That's how that, that's really the only way they can win is is, is they just shove it down your throat. And I, man, I it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for Florida State to rally the troops. Florida State is better. Personnel wise, than Boston College by a long way, but you got to factor in the mental part now. Does Florida State want? And I'm this is a general. Does Florida State want to be there Friday night? Weird game time, weird day to play, short week because they got to get on a plane, and it's a phys. I'm telling you, if Boston College was a spread it out finesse team, 
I wouldn't feel so bad. But, man, I don't know. if How are you going to rally the troops to go, go stick your head in there? And we haven't even talked about Blackman. His yeah. injury. I mean, he went down he, hard. He looked okay after the game. He was talking with yeah, uh, Lamar okay. Jackson. Yeah, he can move his arm a little okay. bit, but I mean, he, he's not going to be 100 percent healthy. I mean, man, you, you just you just feel for those quarterbacks, don't you? Just just taking a beating game and he, and he had after to, game, and he had to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, he had to kind of at some point he scrambled and scrambled on that final play. You got to put your foot in the ground and throw it, but. These guys are bearing down, and man, the way he went down—that that was Del Rio esque. Mm-hmm. You know that you, right you get planted shoulder. into that shoulder socket, and all. ooh, and it's your throwing shoulder, throwing shoulder as well, that. as well. So uh, a lot going on, a lot of negative right now in uh, Seminole Nation. And man, I just, God, if you had told me even after the crazy third quarter where Oregon blew the game out in the Final Four, if you'd have told me a few years past this Florida State would be a mess, I'd go, "What are you smoking?" Unreal. One down, one to go. College football Sunday sound off continues on the other side. Love to hear from you. You got thoughts of about any of the action from yesterday or coming up? Give us a call, 904-448-0930. Ball fans, it's time to sound off. What do you think about what you've witnessed the last 24 hours? It's time to hear from you. Be part of the show now at 904-448-0930. That's 904-448-0930. And now, your hosts of College Football Sunday Sound Off with Terry Norvell and Brett Beard on Sports Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 930 and SportsRadio930.com. We open up the second hour. We take it to high noon. College football Sunday sound off. We've hit the time of the year in college football where the prognostications and are starting to get, you know, uh, pr- pretty real, pretty real. We, we know who's going to be in the Final Four in a pool of, what, about 12 teams for sure? Yeah. Right? Tw- 12 teams we would know, the, the, the four, but starting to get some real prognostications coming out, and uh, we'll get into those. Uh, 904-448-0930, the call-in number here. We've had a lot of Florida State talk. Certainly that was a uh, another dis- difficult loss for um, – Florida State yesterday, and you were pulling up, you, you and Zach were pulling up some uh, prognostications. There's one off ESPN. Uh, I guess if the season ended today, their top four in the playoff would be, was it TCU Penn State? Yes. That would be, I assume, two two and three, and then one and four would be Bama, Bama Clemson, Clemson. is what they would project today. That is projecting TCU running the table, right? So right. in that projection, that would be three undefeated plus Clemson, right? Right. You, you'd basically have to deduce that it would be undefeated TCU, undefeated Penn State, undefeated Alabama, and one loss Clemson yeah. in that four. And that yeah. would be Big 12, Big 10, SEC, ACC, Pac-12 out. Yeah, they're, they're, Pac-12's done. Pac-12 is is uh, done for sure. Okay. Right? right. Pac-12 is done. Um, I think the next – Teetering on the brink, and I've been I've been a TCU fan. I think they're pretty good. The Big 12's got to hope they run the table. 
The Big 12 is one TCU loss from done, in my opinion. Right. I, th- I think the Big 12, the reason I go there, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State haven't looked great. They both have one loss. They play each other. Okay, So one of them is getting kicked out, just the natural uh, they play each other. What am I missing? The Big 12 now, I just don't think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State with one loss, I don't know if, if they're in a, in a pool of a bunch of one-loss teams. I don't know if they – I don't know. Just the way it's played out, it doesn't seem real powerful, that conference. They've spit the hook out a couple times. What am I missing? I think the Big 12 – am I safe to say the Big 12 is TCU going undefeated or bust? Bust, yeah. And they would need – I still believe that TCU would need help to get in the 14 playoff, even if they ran the table – because of because of the strength of schedule in the conference, they they just don't have a bit. You know, I mean, I don't see a huge game left on TCU's schedule. Not their fault, but even even projecting the uh, the championship game, TCU is looking at um, at Iowa State, which all of a sudden's a, a dicey game. TCU's got at Iowa State, Texas, at Oklahoma, at Texas Tech, and Baylor. I mean, I think some of the to me. Fair or foul, I don't know why I'm going to say this because it contradicts my Georgia-Notre Dame. Okay, you know my stance on Georgia-Notre Dame. Um, I feel I feel that Ohio State had one loss, even though Oklahoma beat them. I know that. Why do I feel that one loss Ohio State would, would get a nod over one loss Oklahoma, even though that contradicts my Georgia Notre Dame. I still I think it's because of emotion how the way and it feels Oklahoma like has it played. feels like Ohio State's charging. Of course, they could get routed Saturday night, and it feels like Oklahoma's treading water. Yeah, that's just Oklahoma. Well, they were favored by thirty and lost to a backup quarterback in Iowa State. Yeah, barely, yeah. barely beat Texas, beat Kansas State on the final play of the game. That's Come just back. Yeah. Go back to the phone lines. Another guy that, that loves what we're doing. Brent Beard joins us, our co-host here on the program. Brent, glad to have you back. Um, wow, uh, it's, it's that time of year. Boy, there's a lot of stuff starting to take shape. There's a ton that's still fuzzy yeah. out there, Brent. A ton that's still that fuzzy. Moment. I have since you were were on with us, uh, segment one. I have um, much like the political race from last year. I've called it. The Pac-12's out. I'm sorry, Washington. Yeah. I'm calling the Pac-12 out. And, Brent, I don't know how much you caught of the last uh, few minutes. Dylan and I were talking, and I want your comments. I'm almost ready to call the Big 12 is TCU going undefeated or bust. Yes. Yeah, and obviously they they beat Kansas last night. Did fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you've got an Oklahoma team right now that is – I mean, they're winning, but but they're not passing the eye test. No. Team, they're treading water. At this point, uh, and you've got an Oklahoma State team uh, when Mike Gunny keeps his shirt on or playing rather well. Uh, but the but but in 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 the long run, that's a good point um, that they both may be out. But I can tell you what the, the main factor with this stuff is is Notre Dame. Sure. Uh, and I'm telling you, I'm, and, and folks really need to pay attention to this. Notre Dame has an unbelievable amount of political clout when they play well. Yes, and it, it, and again and listen again the committee is going to be favoring them because of their schedule as of late. Uh, I mean that they just beat Southern Cal. Although Southern Cal may not be as good as we think they are, with Sam Darnold. Then you've got NC State, Miami, and Stanford, uh, and and guys if they run the table. That committee on strength of schedule is going to look on them very favorably. Sure, I mean it's it's tough. Notre Dame's got a tough run, but you're right. If they, they get do. if they get through that, there's no wow. 
top three, top four team on Notre Dame's schedule, but they've got to bring their lunch every week. Everybody on that schedule, basically, Navy included, uh, can can, yes. can beat them. They've got to show up. If they get there, you're right. It's going to be this young generation is going to see the power of Notre Dame if that happens. And I, I, I think Georgia, uh, you know, I think Georgia would be safe, but I don't know. You know, Georgia, Georgia I think they've got an insurance policy that, that win by a point in South yes. Bend if they're both sitting there one loss. But, but um, yeah, Notre Dame's gotten – and Notre Dame, to their credit, they're a different team. They've gotten better yeah. every week. They really have. They have. And they can run the ball uh, very well. That's the thing that is – I mean, they're having uh, multiple guys run for 100 yeah. yards per game. Uh, and, look, the other thing is the Notre Dame's favor, and it, to me, is the human element. Yep. Because the, the people you've got in that playoff committee room – or all over probably, what, Terry, 50, 55 years old? Yes, they are. Uh, and, and, they, and they have been around long enough to understand the power and influence that, that Notre Dame has. Uh, and, yes, even the loss to Georgia. Now, see, the other thing that's going to have Georgia will be playing Auburn late and, and likely playing either, obviously, either Alabama or Auburn yes. uh, in the SEC championship game. And, by the way, since we've been riding here, I've been able to look, to, look at a, a few different things and check on some stuff. Uh, what a real shame that Shea Patterson's out for the year. The yeah. Ole Miss quarterback tore his PCL in his knee in that loss yeah, to uh, LSU last night, uh, which was a problem, uh, too. And um, the now the other thing that we, we heard yesterday and have seen today is that Butch Jones – likely will not be fired today or tomorrow, okay. but the Kentucky game is the crucial game for him. Okay. And that, that was a big win for Mississippi State last night, also over Kentucky. Yeah, it definitely was. Brent, getting back to the national picture, um, I'm going to throw two teams at you. I don't know. Maybe you know. That's why I'm asking you how good these two teams are. You look around, we still have eight, eight undefeated. There, nobody, yeah. there wasn't a huge upset. Some, there were some close calls, and there were some teams eliminated, but there wasn't any huge upsets. Still have eight undefeated. Three of those in the state of Florida, South Florida, Central Florida, and Miami. Um, a lot of them still play each other of the eight, so it's going to work its way out. But to muddy the water even more, I have no idea how good undefeated Miami is, and I have no idea how good undefeated Wisconsin is. Do you have a feel on either yeah. one of those teams? Well, I mean, the thing that's going to help Wisconsin, I think it's going to be also the um, the, the feeling on the Big Ten. Uh, I mean, they get a little bit of schedule, uh, too. Uh, but, no, I mean, we frankly don't know that, but they just quietly continue to win, yeah. and, and which is hard to ignore, that they beat Maryland yesterday, uh, which, and this is Jonathan Taylor, is now over a hundred a thousand yards. Uh, Horny Brook, their quarterback, is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, also, so uh, I mean they're they're doing what they need to do. Seven and oh four and oh at this point. I mean we think Miami is. Uh, it's what's good to see is Miami is better. Malik Rozier had a great day. Travis Homer continues to run well, and, and their defense is what carries them. But, but but still, and the good thing for Miami is with, with them playing the schedule they've got left, including Notre Dame, that's going to that, that's gonna be a real 
pivotal game for both those teams. Brent, one thing that we're talking, Brent Beard, obviously our co-host, he's traveling back from Tuscaloosa where he took in uh, Alabama and Tennessee yesterday. Um, uh, phone lines are open, 904-448-0930 if you've got some thoughts on college football. Brent, um, the way it's played out, starting really with last night's Penn State Michigan game. The Big Ten now gets the stage for a couple weeks, starting with with last night. The Big Ten's, and and that can't hurt. That never hurts when your conference kind of has the the two or three week little bit of a run going into November, right? Can't can't hurt. Um, Big Ten kind of gets the stage a little bit. Last night, um, that was a national game. Penn State looked really good Mm -hmm. uh, undressing Michigan on the national stage, you know, and a lot of those, you know, a lot of people that, that would have stayed on Notre Dame, USC, probably fished over there and, and, and you know, both ways. But Penn State got, got a lot of love last night, and the Big Ten did. Penn State now goes to Ohio State. That's the huge game uh, this coming Saturday. So the Big Ten gets the stage a little bit, and they're going to rear their head. It's going to be fun to see how that Big Ten thing plays out yeah. now. Not to discount Michigan State. Michigan's out. Okay, Michigan's out with that right. second loss. And they could be a spoiler maybe, but they're out. Michigan State, I just don't think they're a contender, even though they're sitting there with one loss. This whole Wisconsin, Ohio State, Penn State thing's going to play out fun. Wisconsin drew the the best straw. They don't play any of them. They did. You know, they Wisconsin, did. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and that's good and bad. They could get somebody in the championship game, but Wisconsin's schedule, regular season, looks a lot to me like Miami's schedule. Miami got the same kind yeah. of weird break. They don't see some of the teams. Um, they don't see Clemson during the regular season unless they play them in the uh, – in the championship game. So, boy, Big Ten gets the stage for the next couple of weeks. Well, and, and the other thing that goes on with that, Terry, is the reason they're getting some of the attention for, for, for State is Saquon Barkley is just amazing, and he's a high candidate, may even be the, um, the, the the number one guy candidate right now uh, with that, and, and they obviously played very well. Now, again, that's going to be, a, a, as you mentioned, a huge game for them against Ohio State next week. Uh, which is important. Now, Alabama-LSU is going to be primetime game. I can tell you that. It's not official yet, but that's okay. going to happen. That's what we heard yesterday. Um, but, that, but that will be the first, until the first weekend. So that's next. So, um, so you'll have CBS, according to your uh, uh, intel, CBS will have Florida-Georgia 3.30, and then they'll chase that with the primetime is that, that Well, That's be, not next week, right? Be the, it'll be the following week because okay, next okay. week, uh, okay. LSU and Alabama are both off. Okay, they're both off. I, I thought you were saying they were playing because yeah. of the schedule got all whacked out with these hurricanes right, and all. Right. Okay, so that's two weeks, but that'll be a that'll be a, a, a prime time eight o'clock ish kickoff. Yes, yes, it will be. Okay. Uh, which which now LSU has made that a much better game than people thought it was going to be. But you're right, and that's important for the Big Ten. Uh, is that is that they certainly will have the spotlight coming up. By the way, uh, for all the love for Jim Harbaugh. Six and five in his last eleven games. Yeah, there. ooh, tough, tough, and uh, he's not going to win a division again for the third straight year. It looks like so. Brent, can you hang on through another segment? Yeah, okay, yeah, gonna, I can. We're going to keep Brent Beard. I, I want to get his thoughts. We haven't had Brent really comment on the debacle in Tallahassee yesterday, and really the debacle that has become the Florida State season. Nobody saw this coming. Unreal, and Jimbo's heated up, and uh, that and a whole lot more. We'll take a break. Forty-five minutes left to go. It is College Football Sunday Sound Off right here on Sports Radio nine thirty. Now, more College Football Sunday Sound Off with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. Your thoughts, your opinions at 448-0930. That's 448-0930 right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. 
We'll continue talking with our co-host, Brent Beard. He is making his way back to Jacks Vegas from T-Town, Tuscaloosa. Uh, Alabama got going in the second half and uh, finished it off like most thought it would happen yesterday. Kind of a business-like 45-7 win over a just depleted, messed-up Tennessee team. Uh, Brent, want to get to some other topics here on College Football Sunday Sound Off. Phone numbers are open to you, 904 904- Four four eight zero nine thirty is the call-in number. Brent, hadn't had a, t- a ton of time with you to talk Florida State. I don't know how much of the game you got to watch, but uh, Louisville dominated a lot of the game, and then Louisville tried to gift-wrap the win to Florida State, and then Florida State gave it right back to Louisville. Yeah, I, and matter of fact, I watched a lot of that game before we went to okay. um, uh, the stadium. Uh, and, and again, it was just a very disappointing performance for Florida State. Um, Blankman does some good things, and then you turn around and do two or three bad things. So he did take a step forward, and then and then a couple uh, backward, uh, and particularly the the egregious fumble that he had toward the end of the game. You, you really felt for him, uh, it, but still, Terry, they're not getting a whole lot of help from their defense. When they went into the game, the defense had only created four turnovers. Yeah. They had a scoop and score that really uh, was one of the big highlights for them to keep them in the game. Uh, and Cam Akers played uh, fairly well. All the state came back from an injury. They've still got Keith Gavin and George Campbell yeah. uh, who were banged up, and that's a problem. But, but, but again, I mean, as we said yesterday, this is a Louisville team that allowed 17 plays of 30 yards or more wow. coming into the game. And, and listen, Terry, the problem now is, They've got this unusual Friday night game yeah. coming up with Boston College. Boston College has actually been able to score as of the last two or three weeks. They beat Virginia 41 to 10, which usually they don't score 41 oh. points in a month, much less a game. But, um, but, but, but I mean, Terry, how many, how many guaranteed wins do you have right now for them with Boston College, home of Syracuse, heaven forbid, at Clemson, and then obviously the Delaware State yeah. and Florida? How many of those are given? I mean, there's there's one guarantee on, on that schedule. Uh, Brent, there's talk that – I was reading this morning different publications. There's talk – speaking of what you just said, there's talk that Florida State officials have already been in contact with the NCAA asking about and, – and, and it sounds like it can be done uh, – asking about trying to uh, reschedule uh, that hurricane game to try and get to six yeah. wins. I mean, that that is yeah. hard yeah. hard to believe. You know, the way that game played out yesterday late in the game – I question both coaching staffs on both sides of that field. I mean, you you had I thought both teams ran the the um, the big play in the fourth quarter that the other team should have run. I thought yeah. here, here here's here's Louisville fourth and one trying to put the game away. They run a straight handoff to a running back. I think Bonifant got the ball. A straight handoff meaning you handed the ball off and Lamar Jackson was out of the play. I thought that yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Even if he got stopped. You go down with Lamar Jackson in that situation. Sure bad, bad call. Then on the other side of the field, when Florida State was gift-wrapped the game, basically, Florida State runs a read option play. They never run with Blackman. That's the play Louisville should have run. And the straight handoff was the play that Florida State should have run. <laughs> exactly. Well, in, in Blackman right now, uh, with his size or lack thereof. He's beat up man. Uh, no, no, you don't do a whole lot of that at this point. And listen, that was a... That way, and obviously, it's made Twitter this morning, but that that, that was an ugly scene as Fisher is sure. going off the field and sure. he gets into it with a fan and so forth. And, and I get the frustration and all yeah. that's boiling over, but you just can't 
have that. And, and but, but the reality is the fan is saying what the whole Seminole Nation is saying. They've got to have changes there. Look, we can all appreciate what Jimbo has done in recruiting and, and, and some of the wins that he's had. But, Terry, let's be honest. that they They are at a real crossroads right now in that program, and that program has got to get better in player development. And uh, unless they make some changes on that staff, I don't see that going. I'm with you 100%. Uh, honesty compels me yesterday here on our show um, on our college sports today. I thought Florida State would win that game yesterday. I thought they would yep, eat. I, eat I thought they would eke it out with one defensive play somewhere, and and they had a chance to steal it. Um, there was a there was a real controversial late hit called against Louisville on a fourth down, then a fumbled ball in the end zone. Florida State pounced on, but I thought Florida State mm-hmm. would eke it out. And with that being the result, I thought, you know what? It's a weird short week. Florida State has to travel on Thursday, play a Friday game at a resurgent Boston College. I thought to myself, they're going to they're gonna rattle off a couple here on the win column. I'm not so sure now. I, going into the game Friday night, Boston College is not a, a finesse spread you out. They're a sledgehammer type of team. And yeah, I just yeah. don't know how Florida State's coaching staff stirs them up enough to say, hey, guys, this is going to be about 70 plays of sure. stick your helmet in there. Steve Adazio has not limited imagination. He wants to physically beat you. That's how they win games, when they win. Uh, yes. What a terrible matchup on a crazy short week for Florida State coming off another disappointing loss. Uh, and, and I'm with you. I, I, I don't know. And, 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 again, to me, the real problem for them this year – and and I understand that DeAndre Francois and having to get Blackman up and going, this will pay off for them next year with two capable quarterbacks. Yes. But to me, the 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 theme of their season this year, Terry, they've been terrible defensively. Really, uh, And with athletes, they have gone Derwin James, Josh Sweat, Matthew mm-hmm. Thomas, on and on and on. How is this defense as bad as it is? And and you're right. How do they continue to be motivated? Now they could. Uh, now, if, I mean, if they were to beat uh, Clemson, that they were to beat Florida, that would certainly mean something to that fan base. But but at this point, uh, I, I don't know how you're going to continue to keep these fans uh, excited and at these games yeah. either. So yeah. uh, there are just a lot of so many issues there almost. It seems like it's endless right now. Brent, I teased earlier when we had you and, and we were going to get you back. I, I know you'll recall that Alabama team. I think it was a Mike DuBose coach team. They were really good. They were preseason two or three. Freddie, I think Freddie Millens mm-hmm. and those guys, and and they had they had an FSU year. I think they ended up three and eight after being in everybody's preseason top yeah. five. I'm trying to think, FSU. Can you think of another team that was that highly regarded that has just tanked this bad? I mean, uh, we said FSU being in everybody's top five. That wasn't just a crazy writer somewhere in the middle no, of the country trying no. to get his name out there or a crazy website saying, you know what, I think Florida State, everybody had them in the top five. Can, other than that Alabama year, somewhere around 2000, 99, wherever that was yeah, at, yeah. can you think of another program that had this much consensus top five love and has had it get off the rails this bad? Well, it, it, it's funny you said that because that 2000 year was when Alabama started number three and they – Played UCLA to begin the year, and 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 they ended up with only three wins that yeah. year. And Dubose uh, was out pretty quickly right after they uh, unbelievably beat Spurrier twice in one year, one in Gainesville, yeah. with Sean Alexander. But but no, I, I mean it, it. It and look, all of us thought 
that this FSU team was a real prospect for the, uh, the playoff and, and thought obviously that Alabama and FSU would not play once but twice uh, this season, and, and that season, unfortunately, ended very quickly for them. You, you look around, it, it, it's, I love the game. You love the game. The, the game of college football is so much fun. <laughs> and then just the unknowns. I mean, right. we're staring at a – I'm just cherry-picking here. We're up against break, uh, and, and, and you'll let us know how much longer you can stay on. But I'm just cherry-picking here. North Carolina State versus Notre Dame it, it, it has all the makings of a big game, and we're not talking—we're not talking Norm Sloan coaching David Thompson and the North Carolina State basketball program taking on uh, Digger Phelps <laughs> and 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 Adrian Dantley and the boys in the seventies in basketball. We're talking football, Brent. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love it. yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and listen, we were we were also talking that, and I'm sure NC State fans have enjoyed this about how bad this North Carolina team is this year. <laughs> dear, we will Larry Fedora, but but you're right. I mean, and there were some people that that, that really looked at this NC State team as one that that, that was really going to be special. Uh, I mean, obviously for uh, NC State yeah, on their. Yeah. Uh, in the defensive line, well, we've mentioned this a few times that Nick Chubb's relative is on the defensive line and has been very stout this year, uh, to say the least. Bradley Chubb, uh, but you're right that that is a that is a huge game for them, and also that their quarterback Ryan Finley, compared to a lot of others, has really stepped up. Has he thrown an interception well. yet? The guy's gone yeah. all year without throwing an interception, I think. Yeah, absolutely, but 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 that's part of the that's a, you know that's part of the fun of college football sure. is just watching just see how this thing plays. Out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and particularly, I mean, we thought we all thought South Florida and, and UCF and Miami would be better, but we also had no idea how much better they would be. No, man, they're steaming toward that final weekend, trying to be undefeated. Brent, I don't know how much longer you can stay. Obviously, you're on the road. Um, catch Let's me up go on one that. more segment. Okay. Yes, Let's, and and also. I'll also tell you, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Mike Leach, uh, even though they were ahead 21 to nothing, he wasn't happy and made his uh, his, his entire offense do push-ups on the sidelines. I saw that. God bless him. I love him. He's got to get closer down <laughs> south. We need him more. We need him closer. He's just crazy. Really he's do. he's crazy fun. You know, he's just crazy fun enough that he needs to get back to this part of the country. I love, you got to love that. You just got to love that. Brent, hang tight. We'll get uh, one more segment out of Brent Beard traveling back from uh, Tuscaloosa. We're in the uh, final stretch. 30 minutes left here on College Football Sunday Sound Off. Time to hear from you, 904-448-0930. It's College Football Sunday Sound Off on Sports Radio 930. Now more College Football Sunday Sound Off with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. Your thoughts, your opinions at 448-0930. That's 448-0930 right here on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. 
We've got Brent Baird for one more segment, traveling back to Jacksonville from Tuscaloosa for uh, covering yesterday's Tennessee-Alabama game. Brent, a couple more topics I want to hit with you. I uh, appreciate it. I know it's tough sometimes traveling back, and uh, I'm sure you got a nice breakfast from the Ryer family to get you back on the road, you <laughs> son of a gun. Goodness yeah. gracious. Uh, Brent, fun time of year. I was telling Dylan during the break a moment ago, this is when I would love to have a little bottle of truth serum, and I could – Go around and pour it into the coffee of all these Power Five commissioners because wouldn't it be fun to hear what they really thought as the second half of the season is cruising, uh, you know, through in college football? Wouldn't you love to give uh, who is it, John Swafford at the ACC? I'd love to give him a little truth serum. You know, he would say, "Okay, uh, we only have one crack now, and that is a one-loss Clemson getting back into the Final Four. I just don't see NC State running the table and passing enough horses." Uh, you know, I just don't see NC State with one loss passing mm-hmm. enough horses. Agreed. If you gave some truth serum to John Swafford, he would love to go, hey, uh, hey, North Carolina State, don't do anything stupid. You know, if, if you knock us out, you knock us out. You're not going to get in. Same with um, – same with. Uh, wouldn't you love to pour some truth serum in Greg Sankey's coffee this morning? If you, pulled, if you got Greg Sankey, uh, you know, with some truth serum, he's got to be thinking to himself, listen, Florida – I know Jacksonville can get a little squirrely, but in the grand scheme of your program, uh, if you do something stupid, or he would also say, hey, listen, Auburn, you know what, Malzahn, I know you're hanging on, but don't do anything stupid against Georgia. Uh, Wouldn't you know Sankey would love to say that, but he can't, you know? Um, It'd be fun to have truth thrown to these commissioners this time of year. Yeah, it it would be too, and obviously the thing that that Greg Sankey would love to see would be a Undefeated Georgia and undefeated Man. Alabama. It would be, and, and what a dilemma that would be for uh, the committee uh, to, to be able to do the same thing. And, and listen, NC State has got a lot of power right now uh, because they have not only do they play at Notre Dame, then they play at Clemson. So NC State could be that could be a team, Terry, that they could they could derail a couple of teams. Yeah. Uh, basically, with with a couple of weeks in a row to go along with that too. So yes, I, I can I can appreciate that again. The the committee, the first polls from the committee will come out on Halloween night. Nice. Also, which by the way is Nick Saban's birthday. I thought I'd throw that in there. Nice, we're, nice. Uh, since we're in the state of Alabama, but but in, in that's a holiday then, right? That's a du- that's a double holiday, right? It is in the state is. of Alabama. And, well, that's great. And the thing we also need to look at too is. Because National Signing Day is in December and February this year, uh, the thing that you're going to start is hearing is a lot of what are these coaches going to do. And I tell you, one of the things, one of the things we discussed too, not only do you hear a lot about Butch Jones, but Brett Bielema is really struggling right yeah. now too. They they got beat by 30 plus last yeah. night by Auburn uh, in, in in pretty much every game they've lost this year. It's been by. 40 or so. He's 10 and 26 in the SEC. Uh, I know he's got a big buyout, but but, but again, the uh, always the friend story that we love to follow is what's going to happen to these coaches, and that's starting to heat up, too. Uh, Brent, uh, a couple more minutes with you. I want to get a couple topics. Uh, I want to ask you about one coach that the, uh, the, the luster is off, and, and I think next year is a huge year for this coach. And we had a caller uh, call in a moment ago, didn't want to go on the air, wants to ask a question. And I want to, I want to throw it your way about Syracuse and, and things like that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, in terms of their roster, um, uh, you know, going to the NFL, a, a large part of the roster going to the NFL, I don't think it was supposed to be a huge year for Michigan. 
right. in terms of national title year. Might, might have been some false hope when he uh, when he put it on Florida, which we don't we found out mm-hmm. Florida's not real good. But Harbaugh's one of those coaches, and you've seen this over the years. Some coaches just have a short lifespan. Just their personality. Yeah. Their their own their own jobs get wore out with them a little bit. You wonder. Sure. I think sure I think Jim Harbaugh next year's got to win. He's got to go out and and, yeah. and get a couple yeah. big wins in that conference. I think I think I think there's uh, Wolverine Nation might start griping a little bit if if Harbaugh doesn't do something good next year. Well, see, not only does he need to beat Ohio State, uh, Terry, but he's got to beat Michigan State. He hasn't had any real success against Michigan State either. And and again, he's going to get them all kinds of attention, but like we mentioned a minute ago, I mean, you're 6-5 and five in your last 11, and against your rivals, you've done absolutely nothing. So, yeah, there's no question about it. He he gets a lot of notice. Everybody loves to follow him in the, in the whole nine yards, and he's a little bit like Mike Leach in his quirkiness. Mm-hmm. And you, He's a great interview. You enjoy what he says, and everybody – Everybody has a good laugh off of it. But, look, the, the proof's in the pudding, Terry. These, these are two guys that they're not winning championships, and even their fan bases are beginning to notice that. Yeah, he, he, he's just, he just wears on you. And, 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 I mean, in his own offices, I think, in his own organization. Um, sure. You know, you mentioned Brett Bielema. A guy like Brett Bielema, his personality, I think, Everybody just wants to, man, let's give him another year kind of guy. Uh, Just a nice guy. I'm just using him as an example. But Harbaugh, just the way he is, and you are who you are, but his natural personality, I think, unless you're winning outrageously, it's got a four- or five-year Shelf life, I, I I think it's going to be interesting to see. They they need to win big next year, or they need to pull a big a couple big ones the rest of this year, and I, I don't see that um, happening. Brett, quickly, uh, we had a caller call in and, and ask a question. It's kind of uh, uh, played into what we were talking about earlier before you were on. With um, uh, I've I've always been, I'm not a Johnny come lately. I've watched this guy for two or three years. Uh, his teams played a lot of twelve noon games when he was the head coach at Bowling Green. I've loved Dino Babers. The guy can coach mm-hmm. offense. He's imaginative. Yeah. His teams. Seemed to be well coached, and and uh, the guy called in, didn't want to get on the air. He said, "What would it take for Syracuse to get back to the way they were when they had McNabb, perennial bowl contenders?" I I think Syracuse, the the program is always going to struggle uh, for relevance. Uh, that's a step. They're not going to hang on to Dino Babers. I mean, Dino Babers will be gone right, this year right. or next year. Uh, they can't hang on to coaches, and they've got to get, in my opinion, they've got to get a once-in-a-lifetime guy, a McNabb. They, 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 they stumble into a Donovan McNabb. I just think Syracuse has a lot going against it. The location is not a hotbed. Um, your thoughts, though, Syracuse slash Dino. I, I've loved Dino Babers. I think he's somebody's big-time big head coach either this year or next year at a Power Five. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I think he showed that one with the win over – Clemson at this point. Now, the Dungeon Kid quarterback, I like. My I, he's God, done is a he nice tough. job. Tough kid. Uh, well, with that, yeah. Now, see, what, what Dino needs is what uh, Harbaugh has at Michigan. He's got Don Brown, yeah. who, is, who is maybe the best defense coordinator in the nation. Uh, and Don Brown was at BC, lost college before he went to Michigan. And, they, and, and he has had, um, at least in the rankings like the the top defense for the last several years and that's what keeps you winning would be in a situation if you've got a a D coordinator like that now they've got they've still got uh florida state wake louisville and boston college uh that if they can get to the upper echelon of a bowl and really help themselves yeah. uh in, but, but i say this 
if he decides to to stay there another two or three years, he's got the kind of personality and feeling with the, uh, and re, and recruiting ability to where he he could turn them around. But but you're right, Terry. He's he's going to have so many people waving money at yes. him that that uh, at some point that, that he, he's got a real decision to make. I think he's got a big job on the horizon. He's 56 years old. I think that big job is 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 there for the taking. I, I'm telling you. I caught him as he was the head coach for two years at Bowling Green. They seem to always be on that right. noon game, and I'd watch that yep. offense, and I'd go, man, they are innovative. They're fun. Then you watched him yesterday. Uh, great game with Miami. That was a fun game to watch, Miami and Syracuse it yesterday. Was. And they snapped about 94 plays. They are really fast-tempo offense, but they're not in a hurry. And then they cut to Dino Babers, and he's calm and cool and collected, which mm-hmm. tells me – He's done all his coaches during the week. You know, the, you sure. know some of those teams that sure. try and snap off plays, every player on the field's hair's on fire, and they're scattered. It's like a fire drill. Buddy, they've been drilled. They just get to the line and go, and Babers, you know, he, he looked like John Wooden over there just, hey, we did our work during the week. We can't, we can't – if, oh, no. scre- if we're screaming and hollering and can't get personnel in now – it's, it's it's too late, but I I, I think he's a, I think he's somebody's power five, um, good hire this year or next year. He'll I think he'll unfortunately yeah. for the caller. I think Syracuse is in a tough spot. They're just in a tough location. And well, this is this is your number two. I mean, yeah. if they could get three or four out of him, it would be great. Now they were ninetieth in the nation in scoring offense last year, but 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 it, but it greatly improved this year and. And see Scott Frost at UC up there is a little mm-hmm. bit like that too. Agreed. Is uh, is the impact that he has made on them uh, at this point? It's kind of it's kind of what we talked about yesterday. It's amazing what Scott Frost has done with with probably two and three stars. Yeah. In, as far as their offense, and Gator fans are so frustrated with what they've got in their situation. People people are enamored with Chip Kelly. Where's he going to go, and is he going to bring that Oregon offense that we all watched during mm-hmm. his heyday? Scott Frost was in that booth coordinating that offense. I mean, Scott Frost was in the middle of all that, right? <laughs> That's right. He was, yeah. he, he was in yeah. the middle of all that. Brent, thank you so much. I know you're traveling, and, and uh, you know, you're, you're like me. When you travel, you got to stop every, you know, 30 miles to, uh, you know, just stop. You're you know right. what I mean? You know what I mean? You just got to stop. You know? so, Absolutely. Um, yeah, we all well, understand that. You'll be back uh, saddled up here in the studio next Saturday, College Sports Today. It'll be a special one, Florida, Georgia, uh, College Sports Today. I can't wait for the whole week to unfold. It's a, it's a it's a great time. I know you've, you've lived a bunch of them. It's, it's, it's a special time in Jacksonville that week. Well, it's a, it's the biggest week of the year. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And um, SEC Nation is also going to be there. Right. They just made that announcement a few minutes ago. So, yes, I hope hopefully the weather will cooperate. We're going to get some cool weather at some point this week and just hope it can it, – it'll be, it'll be great for next Saturday. Brent Beard, safe travels. Good job. We appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. Take care, okay? That is Brent Beard coming back from Tuscaloosa. We'll break one final time. We can get some final car, uh, comments, thoughts and questions if you have them around the world of college football as it is your show, College Football Sunday Sound Off. Our call-in number, 904-448-0930. One segment left on the TN Sports Network. Sound Off continues. Be part of the show by calling 448-0930. That's 448-0930. Now back to Terry and Brent on Sports Radio 930 and SportsRadio930.com. 
We're taking it home here, final segment on a Sunday. Glad to have you listening, and uh, always feel free to call if you've got something you want to get off your chest around college football, 904-448-0930. Podcast comes up when, Dylan, right after 20 minutes? 30 minutes after the show on collegesportstoday.net. Okay, and uh, we've got a lot of NFL action. We have two games today, 4 o'clock game is the Broncos at the Chargers, and the 8 o'clock game is the Super Bowl rematch, Patriots and Falcons. Ah. So. Interesting. I guess. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. I uh, I watched it obviously like the whole world did. I still have no idea how New England ended up winning that thing. Yeah. You know. Bad play calling. I guess so. The Falcons uh, got zero first downs in the second half. That'll do it. That'll do and it. Throwing and, the ball when you're up twenty-eight-three. And they were running, and they got the old FSU guy was running well. Freeman. Freeman? Yeah. 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 He's their yeah. he's their feature back, yeah. right? Yep. Um. So anyway, podcast comes up on 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 this show. Um. The podcast. Do they? How long do they hang out on? I mean, podcast forever? Yeah. You can go to the podcast forever. And you can listen to our show or any of our shows um, on iHeartRadio, right? Yes. Anywhere. Search, you just get that app. and Search Sports Radio 930 and the iHeartRadio app. And you, and you just listen, listen on your phone. Right. right? Correct. Just through your speaker or put some headphones right. in. Right. Yeah, I get all the time. People walk up to me. Man, I'm not near a radio when I'm at the house. I'm like, download the iHeartRadio app. But right. They, yeah, we need trying to get that word out. It's a... Uh, Slow progress, especially with you, Gray Beards. You know, you just yeah, sure. So old school. Sure, but uh, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio. So right. you just down there, the app's free. Right. And then you can listen to anything. Right. But you could listen to our show wherever. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. Um, and just take some headphones if you want. Right. Right. Or is is that Bluetooth? You could do Bluetooth. So yeah, you don't have to have. Oh, you, you the have possibilities the, you, are endless. You have the yeah. uh, but Bluetooth is where you can have the earpiece with no cord. Correct. You can. Right. That is an option. And that's the the value of that, right? Right. Or you listen to the speaker. And then iHeartRadio is you can you can listen to this show anywhere. I mean, if you were on the road, if you were at a game right. or out traveling. Of, out of city, out of state. Right. Wherever. All right. All right. That's that's pretty cool. When did that happen? When did that like they they get invented like yesterday? A week uh, ago? It's been out a couple of years. So all you just you go to um like Google Play store. Is that what you do? To go get the app. Where you do you the app store. App store, not yeah. So it's just an app store. On the iPhone, you go to the app store. Okay. Um, Zach might know more than I do. So okay, I, like on my phone right now, I go to um, Play Store. Is that what it's called? If, that, if that's your app, if that's your app, I don't know what my <laughs> app. I, I'm looking. You can find it there. But like the app store, is that something I would have had to put into this phone? This is an iPhone. Nah, right? man, it's pretty pretty default. Pretty okay. So Play, Play Store. Well, I'm gonna, I'm trying to look. And this is bad radio, but. Trying to see if anything would be close to what y'all are saying. The only thing looks like how how do you download your apps? I don't really download apps. Play Play Store. I will click that. And then All right, s- here search, we go. Search iHeartRadio. Okay, so and it says Google Play. Is that right? And then in the in the search thing, do iHeart. It's all one word. Radio. Right. Um. Why haven't you done this in my phone, intern? So I see a bunch of stuff here. iHeartRadio, free music and radio. Yep. That? That's it. That's it. Bada okay. bing, bada boom. Well, I'm pretty much listening to my show, so why do I need this? I'm pretty much doing the talking. Well, I use it to listen to Clay Travis in the okay. morning when I, I wake listen to him or... on the radio radio. Right, Does anybody look... use the radio radio? Well, I'm in the car. Now, just my lifestyle... I listen to the radio when either A, I'm talking on the radio, or B, I'm in my car. Right. I don't listen to the radio any else because I'm doing other things. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, working, selling, sleeping. So when do... Okay, now, am I on here? 
Yeah. It's downloading right now. Okay, there you go. So I can listen to Seth Harp. Right. Seth but Harp. I, when I listen to Seth Harp, I'm in my automobile. And well, I, I go, listen to it when I'm cutting the grass. I go Sports Radio 930. Yeah. And Seth is on 3 to 6. Yeah. Nice I little listen. commentary while you're doing some yard work or whatnot. I got you. I got you. So iHeartRadio is our friend. Right. Is our good friend. It's a good friend. Um, Next Saturday, College Sports Today, Florida Georgia edition. Looking forward to that. I wish it was more of a on-paper, you know, anticipated game. Yeah, more I mean, intriguing game than... Uh, uh, we've got all show next Saturday to talk about it, but, I mean, Georgia should win that game. And if you're... If you're... Like, I'm speaking to the Gator Club. Uh, in Gain, a Gator Club in Gainesville. I mean, you know, I, I, I speak to clubs and tell people what I think, you know. I mean, they ask me who, who's going to win. I, I think Georgia should. I mean, if you don't – I don't care if you're wearing orange and blue underwear. If if somebody walks up and says, okay, who do you think is going to win Florida-Georgia Saturday uh, coming up? If you don't say, I think Georgia's going to win this year, you'll – why nobody should ever ask you that question because why would you – when would you ever say Georgia? Right? Yeah. I mean, Never. now, you know my, 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 I should patent this have, uh, trademark, and I've been saying it for decades. There's a huge difference between who you want to win a game and who, and who you think will win a game. Huge difference. But I mean, who could, now, oh, there's magic, there's this. No, well, come on. It, I don't, now, Florida could easily win. Saturday, there, there, there are bigger upsets in the history of college football than Florida beating Georgia this Saturday. But if you just ask somebody, I don't care if they're, I'm the biggest Gator fan in the world, Florida's going to win. You just told me who you want to win, right? right. We, we talked a little bit about truth serum today. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't think Georgia, hey, by the way, I'm watching the game and hoping Florida beats the crud out of them. But if you don't think Georgia, if all the data you have this year doesn't make you think, I think Georgia's going to win. I didn't say, who do you want to win? If this year you don't say Georgia's going to win, then nobody should ever ask you because you're just going to say Florida if they're playing the Chinese Red Army and they haven't won a game all year. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah. The the spread should have come out later this afternoon. I think Georgia will start at least favored by 17. And it'll probably go – money will probably go on Georgia, which means the line will go up more on Georgia. And this upset thing, I, I'm not buying it at all. I'm, I was born in 98. I didn't live through the 80s and 90s yeah, sure. like you did, how Georgia found a way to win and then Spurrier dominated sure. the 90s. These kids are 90s babies. They don't they yeah. don't know sure. what happened. They, sure. don't, they only know what happened since the Tebow era. I'll say this. I think Florida got a huge benefit having a week off. Yeah. Uh, I think had they played yesterday. No, we, we were. I, I, if Florida and Georgia played yesterday, and Lord knows I'm not a suicide, I can't. I can't see in the future. I thought I, if they had played yesterday, I think Georgia would have won 45-10. Yeah, at least. And that may happen, but I, I, just the way the season has played out for Florida, and, and it was heavy. Florida needed that off week. Yeah. I don't think they would have had one. They, they'd had five percent chance to win if they had just played yesterday with no off week. Yeah. I think Florida needed that way more than Georgia just to catch their breath. What a heavy, weird, heavy, tough, running in mud season it's been for Florida. Yeah, guys like Cleveland, Tony, Powell. I mean, that AM game, you, you were running with basically sixth and seventh string receivers to start the season and asking for key roles out of them in the yeah. AM game, just being decimated by injuries and. 
being hurt, but like you said, that, that was a big, important bye week that they had last yeah, week. Yeah, Florida would need multiple defensive or special teams touchdowns to get the win against Georgia. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's uh, I mean, literally again, who you want to win, who you think's going to win. Boy, if you don't think Georgia, if you don't think, and there's the word think, not who you want, who do you, if you don't think Georgia's going to win Saturday. You'll never say you think Georgia's going to win if you're a Gator fan, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, but no, I don't think Florida would have had much much chance at all if they'd played yesterday. Just yeah. a standard one week going into it with, with all the stuff going on at Florida. Conversely, if I was Georgia fan, I would have loved to have played last Saturday. I mean, Georgia's playing so well. Uh, you you hope that off week doesn't slow them down, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, they've been a fun story. Georgia's been a fun story. People thought they were going to be better. Nobody saw this coming. No. I don't think nobody saw this coming. You know what? And, and I don't know if the the questions have been totally answered. We'll get into the next Saturday, obviously. the The first question was Kirby Smart, and and I mean he struggled last year as right. the head coach, as the decision maker. He struggled last year. Has he exercised those? I don't know because I don't know how. George hadn't been pushed. Yeah. You know? I mean, I they saw haven't been pushed. Before yesterday, they beat four conference, four teams in the conference Mississippi State, Vandy, Tennessee, and uh, Missouri. Those four teams combined have only won one conference game. And that's not George's fault. Yeah. You know, you play who you play. But um, as we're winding down here, and we'll, we'll get it going again next Saturday on College Sports Today, Brent Beard will be back in studio, and it'll be heavy Florida, Georgia next week. I think they finally, and I may be wrong, I think they, the schools and, and, and who runs the game? I think both teams are now going to pretty much wear their home jersey every year. Remember they used to rotate who's mm-hmm. home and all. I th- I think they're going to go blue, and unless one team does something wacky. But yeah. uh, just a little side note. But we'll we'll get into everything. Can't wait. It's a great week around here. It is a fun. Have you gone to that game much? I've been twice, a couple times, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a bucket list. Yeah. It's a bucket list game. For anybody yeah. and we'll get into it next week that'll wrap it up for zach and dylan of course brent on the road i'm terry norvell thank you for listening to college football sunday sound off don't forget next saturday a special edition they're all special but next saturday college sports today have a good sunday everybody welcome to amelia national lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.